this is the kind boy from the islands. You are now listening to the Schmear campaign with TW and Kirsch Cat. Hello and good evening. Welcome to episode 62 of the Schmear campaign. I'm your host, Brian, in Jersey City, where it is 37 degrees. It is, it's cold. It's rigid. Yeah, it's been cold here. I told you my feet were frozen last Ooh. night. Um, and on the you other- You didn't tell me that. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> and here's, here's TW in Miami, where it's beautiful. 56, crisp, as you would call it. Crisp, but fucking frigid for us. I mean, it's cold. I'll step outside. On the balcony. Last night, more room here, by the way, because I'm. This is a lot more room in this area. But I'm preparing for this, the bike to arrive. We'll I got a Peloton workout bike. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. It is nice. Actually, it's crisp. It's it's crisp. It's nice. cool. check, check, check. Can you see that landing over there? Um. No, but I can. Uh, I can tell you what it is. It's a nice land. Yeah, tell me what's landing right now. It's a nice plane. What just landed? It's about to land. Okay, hold on. It's about to land. I would say touch. No, oh, I don't know if it's touchdown yet. I don't know. Oh don't man, know. this is a this is a nice one. Oh yeah, what do we got? Probably like Brasilia. No. Oh. I'll give you I'll give you one more guess, but it's a it's a borderline Europe Middle Eastern country, and their flag is red. I got it. Istanbul. Istanbul to Miami, Turkish triple wow. seven. Wow. Um, That's a haul. Welcome it, home. Yeah, it was actually um, <laughs> it was it was an eleven hour and fifty nine minute flight. That's a journey, man. Um, it's gotta be a stinky plane. You know, and, and they just they they go the Europe route, so they go over right. Greenland, the oh. Greenland. Oh wow. Okay, so they go they go north and then come back down. Yeah, so let me see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't it make more sense to go? Uh, is it? Is that? A, is that a short? Why wouldn't you fly over mainland Europe and just across the Atlantic as opposed to oh, above the Atlantic? That's amazing. Wait. Ask that a question again. Why would they take? I, I get that route if you're coming from like. Western European countries and like you know Northern Europe, but why would you take that route if you're coming from Istanbul? Um, Trade winds. Almost all European routes go that way. Go that way. Number one, because of the curvature of the Earth. Also, um, so this is actually interesting. Uh, we're on the FlightAware app right now, and right. we'll get into the crux of the show in a minute. But I just want to explain this. No. Please. So there are. It, you could see that there are like yellow planes everywhere. Right. Yeah. Basically. And so. Yeah. The, but Air then, traffic. Wait, but then you see this blue plane right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a satellite tracked plane. That's a plane that's tracking satellites. No, it's being tracked by satellites. So not all planes have like, they all have GPS, obviously, but air traffic control doesn't use satellite to. So what? Who's on that plane? That plane is military. 
Um, no, Miami to Lisbon, uh, uh, Air Portugal. So it doesn't go through. So if it's so when it's tracked by satellite, it doesn't go through track. So it's going to more. See the okay. line? Yeah, I, I I don't understand the significance of why. Okay, I see a bunch of them now. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So are they communicating with like European air traffic control? Is that why? So, well, wherever they are, air traffic control has knows exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. Whereas some planes have to fly closer to certain waypoints to stay. Uh, with, you know. So that's okay. So that's why it's taking that route as opposed to right. that explains the route. Okay. Okay. So it all comes back to gotcha. Very nicely done. Yeah. Just thought nice. that was, uh, that was, that was nice. I enjoyed that. Thank you. I enjoyed it as well. Thank I wish you would have. Yeah. And that's a cool, and you know what? I'm glad we said it. It's, I mean, who gets to see, you know, at yeah, start Tur landing, Turkish yeah, Airways. Turkish Airways, uh, 12 hour flight, you know, must be a smelly plane. That's what, that's what I said. Yeah. I didn't hear I, you. I, Yeah, no. I think that um, it's because it's also because I saw a few people from like Miami Instagram that went over to Istanbul. So I wonder if there's, if that's like a hot destination from here now. Like Tulum, everyone's going to Tulum. Everyone, everyone's in Tulum. I saw all the all the influencers, even people that I know that aren't influencers are in Tulum. Well, maybe they hope maybe they were influencers and you didn't know about it. No, just people I, I know from high school. Gotcha. The porn uh, star. What? The not porn the star? Por no, not the porn star. Thank she's you for sharing. Sure. Wait, wait, let's not call her a porn star. I don't think she's a star. Oh, okay, well she's in. She is in porn. She is in porn, but I don't. Okay, I wouldn't consider yeah, her. Okay, that's talk. fair. I feel like you should. You should get her on the podcast. Can she's you, our age, you know. Do so you I get her on the podcast? What? Do you get her on the podcast? We can talk about the porn biz. She doesn't. I think you'd be disappointed because I don't think she's taking like dicks or anything. What? She's just she's just doing solo stuff. I showed you the pictures. That's and they were nice. Right, so it's more like Playboy style than, oh. than. Well, maybe we can see if we can get her into the, the, the dick stuff and maybe we, we get into the porn bits. Did you watch um, The Deuce? I, I stopped like after a few, after the second season. The 80s in New York were just. That was my time. No, it wasn't. I mean, yes, no. you would have well, been fine. You would have been, been fine. I was, I was better with Papa. Yeah, you, you belonged in the 60s, 60s and 70s, but, but the 80s, Manhattan man, fucking pimps, hoes, just different world. That's I think a good time for me would have been like 1965 to 1979, 1981. It's a good run. You would have... Um, it's a good run, you know? Like, like if my teen years would have been like... Where I am now, like, you know, ending, like, if we're, if this is, two, if 1981 was 2020, that'd be a good spot for me. And that's a full spectrum of drugs, too. So you got right. hot, you got... Not that I would have done any of them. What? Not that I would do any of no, them. No, I, I, you're, you're an angel. But, right. But basically, you start with pot in the 60s, you know, coke, same thing through the 70s, and then yep. moods, um, moods in the 80s. And just... Really, no self, yeah. No needles. No, no needles. Needles came. I think eat needles came in the eighties. Yeah, right. We don't want needles. No, I'm out before needles. Because you know what happens with needles in the eighties? AIDS. Yeah. And I would I'm, not I'm, want you to go out that way. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, 
I'm not out in that way. I'm out in the needles way. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. But you, like, partying up with Jordan Belford in the 80s? That would have been a time. Yeah. That would have been a time. Yeah, like, that listen, that scene from his Wolf of Wall, you know, the, the latest Wolf of Wall Street where Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is, you know, crawling out to his Lambo or whatever he's driving. And... Or he crashes the helicopter. Yeah. Like, who... Who doesn't want also, to be on, who doesn't want to do dudes and doing a hel- and flying a helicopter? I don't know. If, if you do, stop listening. If you don't, we don't want you listening to the podcast. Anymore. Right. Uh, or George Jung from Blow. Oh. That was a quite. That was that was. What was Blow the eighties? Blow was the eighties into the nineties, early nineties. Maybe eighties. Yeah, I think he did. I think he, I think he did his time in the early nineties, but. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But he did time in the 80s. I think that's when he learned about cocaine in the 80s. Because remember, he went in with a, with a bachelor in cannabis and left with a doctor in cocaine. It's just, you know, you look back on those times and you just think, well, you were there. You're convinced. Right. You were there. Yeah, I was there. So, um, you know, maybe Papa could shed some light. But, like, so... Um, like... It, Last night, Tall was just included in a in a family FaceTime quickly, and you know he mentions um, Plato's retreat. Plato's retreat, and my mother just, you know, is so blown away because it's like you should. You were born in nineteen eighty nine. Right. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. So, right, January. So, like, you shouldn't know anything about fucking Plato's retreat. You know, I was I was taught well. You were taught well. You were taught yeah. well. And and you know what? I lived it. We life we, life is life is the best teacher, as they say. I I, I know it. So um so anyway, how how's your week going? Week's been good. Week's been fine. Uh, it is Wednesday. We're recording on Wednesday this week. It is Wednesday. Uh, I'm trying to think. How, just this, you know, the week, the last few weeks after the holiday are always busy. You know, with a lot of just get shit done. So this has been a lot of that. Uh, but any, look at any, any big Hanukkah plans? I had no idea it was Hanukkah until tonight. I'll be honest with you. Okay. So I, I, I I'm not because I'm going to be up in Orlando mm. for a wedding this weekend. So which I'm very excited for. Um, I got they they did the black tux. Did you have the black tux for your wedding? Yeah. But they uh, they sent me a size 46L, and I'm. I was maybe a 46L senior year of high school, you know, I was a 48L like in college, it's like sophomore of college. And then, oh wait, no, maybe, maybe, maybe 48L closer to being lost in Washington, but now I'm like a 52L. But you should have had your account already. For some, no, they just, they sent me the wrong one. Oh. Yeah, no, it said, because when I looked with the replacement, it said 46L and then the jacket was 46L. They sent me the wrong one, that's all. So I got I got the pants that came with a 46L. I need I need everything that comes with the 52L. So it was. Uh, so they replaced it quickly, right? No, it's gonna be yeah, 40 overnight, and uh, that's a, it's an amazing system. And then we got the bike coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of the indoor cyclers. Oh, not a peloton. But now that you inform me that I probably could have gotten a peloton. I'm going to ride this one out, no pun intended, see how it is, get into it. I'd rather get into the routine on the cheaper one 
then, you know, have a Peloton sitting around and then see if I'm going to be really into it, then I'm going to get a Peloton. <laughs> but I signed up for Peloton. It's free for, uh, free for one month. I mean, I had the one before when I was doing yoga and stuff, but this is free for one month and then $10, $12 a month after. So we're going to see how we do. Do you think you'll get into a, um, do you think that this will become a lifestyle for you? I don't know. I, I you know, it, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to commit to that. Uh, I hope it does. You know, I like to run too, but it's like I was telling Zach, you know, I packed down some COVID LBs and like now when I'm running, my knees hurt a little bit. So I, it reminds me of my uncle, Matt, who you've met that happened oh. to him. So, you know, I'm getting old. I do have I do some less impact. I had bursitis in my knees from my Jewish high school football playing days. So, you know, it's gotta be, you gotta take care of the old ticker, man. You have, you, a, know? you have a lot of weight above your knees. I have a lot of weight above my knees. Well, actually, you know, I think my weight really is, it's, it's above my knee technically. But, but I'm, I, I'm an ass and I'm a thigh guy. Do you think you'd, so, be, you think you'd be a sweatpant guy if you lived in the Northeast? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, yeah. And I, I kind of want to, yeah, I want to get into some. I, was, I wish I had sweatpants to wear right now. You know, this is one of my briefs. I, I um, yeah. But I would be a Oh, yeah. Let's see you. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Nice. It's nice. It's nice. Comfy. We did Mitsui jersey. Is that Matsui? I think so. Or it's not Judge. I can't see you. You're giving me no, the word. Yeah, it's Matsui. Yeah. How about that? For, uh, for some that? reason, I, I got to tell you, I'm having like a really hard time with this mirrored thing. Like, okay. So that's why I keep doing things like. I haven't noticed anything different. Well, when I was showing you the planes on Flight Aware, I was having a hard time like oh. matching up the camera with my gotcha. hand. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Raul is good. We're good. We're good here. Uh, you know, and we'll get into the state of sports secondly, but more importantly, how are you? My can't, guy. Can't complain. All good. Yeah. Yeah. On a complaints for you. Um uh we're gonna do candle lighting with her family tomorrow. We're gonna do candle lighting with my family on Friday. On Zoom or something? On Zoom. Oh, okay. That's nice. And uh, Maybe I'll join in on Friday. My grandpa will be there. I would love for my grandpa to meet you. I've, I've met your grandpa. You have? Wouldn't have met him. I've met him, the one that lives in New York? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he used to live in his apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Come on. Wow. Andy, what about your wedding? Was yeah, he not that, there? That was, yeah, but that was different, though. Like, that was, in, right. you know. No, I got you. No, I, I, I remember specifically meeting him, uh, uh, like, outside of that apartment you lived in. He was wearing like, a long coat. No, you're not going to be able to be there. You're going to be busy. Well, we're not. The wedding is not nothing on Friday. I'm, I'm free on Friday. Oh. I, actually, I actually told Wegner, because we get an Airbnb, maybe I'll bring a menorah. We'll light one. So, that would be very nice. I doubt I will. I'm not very Jewish like that. But. Although you may not be able to be involved. We'll have to talk about that. What do you mean? We'll just have to see like circumstances, like timing, everything else. We'll have to talk. Am I in trouble? No, not at all. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. No, not at all. No, but I don't want to take away time from you and Wegner and everything else. And you know, he's not nobody knows Wegner in my family. 
Oh, so I said Wagner, and it's, it's, that's it. It has nothing like, to do with it, 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 Right. It, like, it yeah. doesn't have that. Like, you're my family, you know? Right. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'll be there in spirit. You'll be there in spirit. And, I was, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this. First note. First note today. Yeah, come on now. You first know them. You got to stay on that, man. Listen, it happened our, so long ago at this point. As our, as our president select would say, come on, man. That was so natural. That came out so natural. That's because that's what I call him. I know, but too natural. You know who it really bothers? Who? My dad. Oh. Oh, it gets him. And he didn't even vote for the guy. <clears throat> Like, if, if you guys have heard Papa on this show, if we ever had Tall's biological yeah. father on the show, it would be, you wouldn't know where, you wouldn't know where Tall came from. For real. A fucking bazaar. Like, a, like a Middle Eastern bazaar. That, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you could have went, a, you could have went a, a different route with that. So I'm glad that you chose the Middle East. You know what's pretty crazy is that if my dad didn't move to Israel, I'm German. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty. Like if my dad, if my, I'm pretty German, but if my dad was cool with like his dad, it'd be a much different life. We probably wouldn't be having this conversation. We would not be having this conversation. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Maybe you're. Well, actually, no. Your grandpa would have never been allowed in. Where to America? Yeah. No, no, he would not be allowed. And my dad probably wouldn't either. No. Maybe. No, he's a child. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe doctor. But my dad, I don't think he ever wanted to. If, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he would have any desire to go to America if he didn't really have that feeling, you know, towards his family. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you put all the pieces together. The Holocaust really changed the direction of many people's lives. I mean, it literally changed the direction of yours. And humanity. Well, well, not the Holocaust. I guess World War II in general, but you know, we don't want to focus on the Holocaust. But that was a big event in World War II. It was a big event. Yeah. It was a big event. I mean, so some would call a, it the it, catalyst. It, it, some, would, some would call it the catalyst. Some would. Some would. Some would. <laughs> some would. Fuck well, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, exactly. We all know it was Pearl Harbor, right. which, by the way, Pearl Harbor Day. Oh, by the way, for real, rest in peace, uh, Chuck Yeager. Oh America, yeah, America's greatest pilot. Renaissance Man of the Week. Yeah, um, yeah uh, he'll be the second posthumous. Has yeah, to be. Yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, Kobe. Kobe was the first. Well, if Kobe was the first double. one that got a double. He, he's got one living, and then one as our posthumous. Right. <sighs> R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. back to Chuck Yeager. For people who, I hope people understand who Chuck Yeager was. When I say that he was America's greatest pilot, he was, um, I read his, I, I read a lot of his story last night because I was so interested. Sure. He, um, he joined the Air Force as like a, as a nobody at 19, worked his way up, and at 22 or 23 was flying, um, combat roles in pre-American involvement in Europe. So, you know, he went over there to help them. Uh, so, uh, he, he got his first kill, like within his first couple of, of, 
a flight and then it just continued from there. I think That's got to be a rush. He, he shot down, he's credited with shooting down the first, um, the first jet used in theater. So the Germans were using a, a, a concept jet aircraft and he was credited with shooting one down. And then of course he's the first American to, or no, he's the first person to break the sound barrier. And that I knew. And, and the land speed record. He did it both in the air and on the ground. Was he the one that did it at the, uh, the salt flats? Yeah. Was that the movie about him? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. Wasn't there a movie about the one in the salt flats? Maybe. But he wasn't an astronaut. That's, that's an interesting thing about him is that he, you know, being in that class of people. Right, yeah, he would have been squarely in the mix to be one. He just wanted to be... He was, He's a land lover. He was a, test, and he was a test pilot. He just loved, you know, he loved flying. And Listen, I guess that space wasn't is not, for him. Space is not for everybody. No. You know? No, and we don't look at him any differently. We don't great look American, at anyone. Great American, greatest no generation, greatest pilot ever. And, uh, what a eulogy. And the Schmier campaign salutes you. Sal Couldn't say it better myself. Thank you. That yeah, was really nice. Was, that that was, was very nice. Yeah. yeah, that you were prepared. I really wasn't. I just, that was that was the, I know, but that was the most prepared anyone's ever sounded on this program. It flew off the cuff. <laughs> yeah. You know how much just I like, just like Chuck Yeager. Well, you're a man of flight. Is that of Yeager? I don't know. I said I'd say Yeager. I say Yeager. Right. I hope I, yeah, I yeah. hope I didn't say it wrong. I don't know. I, I probably you know me, I probably said it wrong. I would like to watch. So apparently, he's in the movie, the right, the original movie, the right stuff, which okay. is the Gemini program, and it also stars a very young Ed Harris, playing John Glenn. I tell you something. If if you're making a space movie and Ed Harris isn't in it, you're doing what it are you wrong. doing? You're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I love that. Apollo thirteen is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, and 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 he's a and he's a uh, stormed. A, what's it called? A, a tour de force. Dude, that if you think about the cast of that movie, you have Ed Harris, Tom, well, you have Tom Hanks, Ed Harris, Kevin Bacon, um, Gary Sinise, Gary Sinise, um, his uh, Tom Hanks's wife. I forget her name, but she's a pretty famous actress. Um, it's probably this. It's probably the guy, this. Who play, the guy who plays Deke Slate, the guy who tells Tom Hanks that his uh, that uh, Gary Sinise has the measles. Yeah, he, he's famous. I don't know his name, but it's I a felt so bad for Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise in that. Gary Sinise deserves to be the first man on Mars. This is the second time we've talked about Gary Sinise on this podcast. By the way, the first time we talked about the movie The Martian when his wife was that giant alien. I don't know if you remember that. We talked about it maybe last year. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that movie. I, I don't know if you have. It was like, remember, his, he was uh, he goes to Mars. He's like an astronaut. His wife had breast cancer. And I guess his wife, I guess in the movie, uh, you know, Mars is heaven. And she became, he sees her in an alien. Like a giant. I've never, I've never seen that movie. I'm going to show you the alien and you're going to remember it. Because we did this. We, we did this exercise before. I mean, I never saw that movie. I would, I would remember Gary Sinise on Mars. Well, then you got to watch it, I guess. It's called The Martian? I believe it's called The Martian. No. Uh, that's no, no, the that's, no, no. That's the one with Ridley. That's the one with what's right. his name? Yeah. Uh, Gary Sinise. Alien movie. 
no, not imposter. Uh, no. Gary Sinise. Mission to Mars. <laughs> I mean, it can't get any simpler than that. I mean, first of all, I found it in like, <laughs> 0.3 seconds. Um, you're, you're talking about Gary Sinise alien movie, Gary Sinise fucking extraterrestrial. He's a human <laughs> on Mars. Like, Gary Sinise Mars movie. Can't this get is the, simpler than that. This is the alien from it. I've never seen that. I mean, really? I've seen the alien. I've seen the yeah. alien for sure. Because I think I think I <laughs> we got to go back maybe next year. I bet you we might have had the same conversation where you never saw the movie and I showed you the alien. And I'm sure we'll not go back and we won't check because that's no. <laughs> oh, that's a scary. I mean, I'll tell you something. These aliens, these ones, fucking. And we're gonna get to them later. But there's some alien talk again. Those are the ones that scare me. I got to tell you something. 24% on Rotten Tomatoes is really bad. No, it's not a good movie. But when it came out and you're, a, you know, and you're, and I was a space guy as well, you watch those movies. Oh, yeah. Um, so, all right, well, let's get into it. Because we've been kind of, we've been kind of real, we've been kind of going off. And that's partly my fault, but we're good. That's the best time to content. And we were doing this 20 minutes before the show as well. Oh yeah. Oh my god, look at that guy. He knows. He knows. His eyes are open, but he's not moving. It, 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 that's all. He, I know he loves me. Oh yeah. My god. Oh. That's, that's one thing I want to I want to embrace. I'm telling you, man. I know. I'm when I get my new apartment, I'm a happily married man, but but when I walk Yogi, the girls that just that just stop and when I, I it was when I was with Zach at uh, sitting with his new dog, um, Zach for Brickle, mm-hmm. it's it's insane. Every second someone stops. No, you're absolutely right. I just can't have one in this apartment right now. No, I, I understand. Um, but when I when I move, trust me. Or if my mom gets one, I'm just gonna fucking take you know take that thing everywhere. It's like it's like having a grandkid, or like you know you, you can take him around and then drop him off back in the parents. All right, so why don't you get us into? Let's do let's do it this way. Okay. Let's do the NFL. Quick, no, let's do oh. the quick stuff first. Okay. What's the so, quick stuff? So let's do Ohio State and um, Duke first, and then we'll talk NFL. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go get it. Okay, so basically, we'll start in the college football. I think the story that's really taken college football this weekend by storm was um, Ohio State, you know, the Big Ten voting. Because Ohio State's missed some games, the Big Ten voting to allow uh, teams to not have to play a minimum of six games in order to be in the conference championship. Now, that had nothing to do with the college football playoff because they don't have to worry about individual stuff, but I think it helps to have a conference championship. It helps them justify the way they select these teams. So as you know, the college football playoffs picking now, uh, you know, I think your first team is um, uh, Alabama. Number two is Notre Dame. you got Ohio State, and you got Clemson. Um, now, everyone was saying, if Ohio State doesn't have a conference championship, should they not go in? So this rule – allows them to play for the conference championship. Now, technically, they were not eligible for it once the Big Ten reshuffled this season and, 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 and did, you know, figure everything out the way they're going to go forward. 
Uh, so you got a big storm on Twitter. You got a bunch of people saying it's, you know, yes, it should be okay. And you got a bunch of blowhards saying, hey, you know, it's not fair. You know, rules are rules. Uh, you know, the best the other the teams that are eligible should be in it. You know, but really in that case, you're, you're just rewarding teams that were good at, you know, not getting COVID. There's nothing you can do about that. Yes, it's admirable, but there's nothing you can do about that. But in reality, Pud, is we, we discuss this on the side, is that Ohio State's the only team in the Big Ten that has any shot at winning a national championship. And it's been that way, you know, for the last few years. Uh, they've done a very good job in that conference. There's other teams, especially this year, that are down, not even counting Michigan. It's a total joke there. But Penn State's down. The usual powerhouses in that conference are down this year. Um, Indiana is, is on the up, and that just shows how different the conference has been. But, you know, if, if you're in the Big Ten, it benefits your school. It benefits the whole conference for Ohio State to be there. If you have this rule that doesn't let them get in, you play for the championship because of this minimum, and for some reason the playoff doesn't accept them, you're missing out on tens of millions of dollars for your conference, for your program. And that's how some of these smaller Big Ten programs, not the big ones on top, but, you know, the Purdue's of the world, the Indiana's of the world, uh, you, you know, the, so on, the, the Northwesterns, that's how they, you know, survive because they make money, you know, off of the successes of the other ones. So I think it's a great thing that they did. And I don't understand the outrage on Twitter. It's, you know, it's a typical participation award, people that are going crazy. But you know what? It is what it is. You know, these are rules. At the end of the day, when you look at the bottom line, it makes sense. And it makes sense for all involved. My, my very... Um, um, non-educated observation on this is is exactly that it's Ohio State come on it's a crazy year exceptions are being made you know all over the place with you know games you got teams you got teams scheduling games like you have the coastal which is awesome one of the best number the the, the team the coastal Carolina BYU two teams that are on the up and up non-conference that also blowed the whole scheduling thing out of the water in college football. Like, remember, you have teams in the, in the past, you'd say, oh, UCS going to play Texas in 2024, you know, and stuff like that. Now you have these teams say, hey, we're calling you up. Hey, we got an open spot. You want to play? Let's play. And they got it done. I mean, and that could be great for the future of college football. Uh, you know, we've learned a lot, like you said, in this thing. Because maybe, let's say UCF, if, you know. If I don't think I said up. that, but thank you for No, 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 no. But, you know, but it's, it, the way that you, you said things are changing. And when things change, some changes end up becoming consequential. And you, you take them with you down the road. And I think it's cool that, you know, you have, like, you know, this. I don't think this Ohio State rule is going to be something down the road. Because hopefully we don't have this issue again. But I'm saying that with the scheduling and stuff, we've learned so much with scheduling. And we don't have to plan games five years in advance. We could say, hey, if a team needs a tougher strength of schedule and there's a team willing to play, hey, we'll call you up on a Tuesday. Let's, you know, you know suit up and play. I, I love it. So I, I think, you know, back to the Ohio State stuff, no, you're, it's, we're both hit the nail on it, I think, because you can't, you know, it, it, to, to, if you're going to be a blowhard about this, then you're going to deny the chance that your, your conference getting to showcase in the college football playoff, come on. Like, those are just the people that, that, that are, you know, living the moment, like, too quickly, you know, and they're prisoners of that moment and don't really see, hey, what the true, you know, benefits are down the road. Right. So, I call those people communists. That's one way to put it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and then this, and the other thing, I guess sticking on in, in, in the world of the college arena, 
Um, college basketball, and this just came up today. Duke played Illinois last night, got blown out on ESPN. Duke, I believe, is either one and one or one and two. Uh, but off to a slow start for Duke standards. And Mike Trusevsky, Coach K, uh, comes out and says, hey, you know, I think we need a pause on the season. You know, we need to take a step back. You know, we want to make sure we have the tournament, you know, with all the, you know, get everyone in there. And, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, we want to make sure all the Blue Bloods are in there. Uh, so I sent that to uh, Pud and, and Papa, and I said, because I don't think they knew the background of it. And I'm like, meanwhile, they get blown up to, blown up to Illinois, and they're one and two on the season. And Mike Trusevsky, Coach K, is talking about pausing the season. You know what I have to say about that, Coach K? Blow me. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. All right? Everyone else is figuring out a way to do it. Suck it up. Your team is, might fucking suck this year. Have you heard- had any COVID issues? Not, I don't, not to my knowledge. No, I don't think to my knowledge. I think we would have heard of it, you know. Uh, I think it's pure. I think it's purely that hey, he's got a bad team this year, and if they continue this way, they're probably not going to make the college football. The college basketball. Last year, the, the, I mean, the, the tournament. Last year, they were they were so bad. They were playing. They they underperformed so bad. He started saying that last year with the COVID, saying, "Hey, I don't know if we should have the tournament because he knew that maybe they'd fucking lose." It's the same guy. He's you know, Coach K is great. He's a great basketball coach. Great icon for basketball. But he's a fucking, like, self-righteous asshole. You agree or disagree? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's probably earned that right a little bit. No, absolutely. No, you absolutely earned that right. But he's just a self-righteous prick. Yeah. Like, Big, Big Cat tweeted today, reminded me of the story. He tweeted the story when uh, Coach K, um, like, went into the opposing team's locker room uh, so he could give them a lecture on how to uh, properly uh, shake hands after games. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. That's like, that's not for you to do. You know, you're not their fucking coach. So, that's, that was what I had. That was on my mind on those two fronts. Take us into I, the big leagues. Well, I'll take us into the big leagues with my one thing I just want to say. Fuck Adam Schefter. Fuck Adam Schefter. For, I've, I've always hated him just because of his treatment of the Dolphins' uh, bully gate years ago. But on Sunday night, bud, and I don't really talk fantasy in here. We never talk fantasy. But on Sunday night, uh, I'm, I'm playing for the, the division championship in my law school league, and I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's the running back for Kansas City. He had been, like, practicing limited on the week, but he came out. He, Adam Schefter made it a fucking point to say, fantasy owners, great news. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is active tonight. And I'm like, fuck yes, I need this. I'm, I'm, I'm in a fucking fight for the division. I've lost three in a row. I need Clyde to glide to Laird. Guy fucking is in a jacket the whole fucking game. In a jacket the whole fucking game. Gives me zero points. So All I needed from the guy is to get me 10 points. He averages 12 points a game. I just needed 10 points and I make the playoffs. So who are you blaming for this? Adam Schefter. Or whoever his source is. Right. So, but like... Don't tweet that. Don't tweet that. He just, I think what happened was, I, I tell you something, because Adam, Sch- Adam Schefter was probably playing somebody that had in the Edwards Alaire. Everything's a conspiracy. Well, no, but you know why? Because I, I have the guts to question reality and what's not real. That's one way to put it. Yep. 
That is one way. So, uh, but, but to the big leagues, uh, to the NFL, uh, really, I think the big story, once again, your New York Jets, really, I, first, first thing I got to say is this. I got to give you a, a hats off. The Jets are probably putting together the best tank job of all time. If there's one thing to give you credit for, I think that, right? I'll take it. Okay, yeah. So this week, though, uh, you guys are playing the Raiders, and uh, you were worried before that game. You knew. You said to me, so this is the game they're going to win. You the thought Jets, so, right? The, the Jets. The Jets. Been, you thought that you, the Jets haven't lost at home to the Raiders since like 1997. Right. They always beat the Raiders for some reason. Um, yeah. And it, you, you had a feeling, but you said that was going to be the game. And, and it, yep, yep. And you uh, – and that, that game played as such. The Jets are healthy, you know, Masamenos, and the, game, the Jets are really, in, you know, either in the lead or close to the lead for the whole game. And in the last – you know, uh, at the end of the, the game, they're up uh, – what was it? Uh, 34 to 31? Yeah. And uh, – it was up 34 to 31. They had a fourth down stop with less than two minutes left. For some reason, the Raiders, I, I, at that point, I start messaging Pud and Papa, saying, congratulating them on not going 0 16 because I'm a great friend. I, I don't know what should go 0 16. Uh, so I wanted them, you know, as much as I despise the Jets, I, I don't want my, my friends to, my friends and family to have that, that scarlet letter on them. So I was congratulating them. And just like that, in the corner of my red zone comes back on, and the Raiders have the football with about, what, under 20 seconds left? Under 20. Hold on. Hold, uh, hold on, hold on. Under 20 seconds hold left, uh, and it's third down. Yeah. Yeah. What are you All right. We're back after some technical difficulties. Talls. Thank you for that. Yeah, internet was kind of slow, so I just wanted him to patch that up, so to speak. Probably the cold weather. Could be the cold, cold pipes. Cold, cold pipes, yeah. Cold, cold pipes. internet pipes. Uh, so it's about under 20 seconds. I think it was third down at that point. And really, you know, all the Raiders, they're at, the, they're, they're at like the fifth, they're on 40. So really, their only chance is to Hail Mary. So what do the Jets do with the Raiders? You would think, oh, maybe a prevent defense, uh, maybe a cover two, cover three, cover four. You know, all the cornerbacks out on the end zone, protecting the end zone for the Hail Mary. Greg Williams, who really is a renowned defensive coordinator. I mean, he's very respected up until this Sunday. He calls an all-out cover zero blitz, which is basically everybody's blitzing except for the cornerback and safety which means every receiver has – well, actually, no, the safeties might have blitzed because there's no safety help. Yeah, the safeties blitzed. Yeah, the safeties blitzed. There's no safety help. If the safeties didn't blitz, they would have – you know, the safeties blitzed. So it's everybody but the corners are blitzing. And the Raiders happened to have the fastest man in the draft this year, Henry Ruggs, and he was going up against four rate, uh, rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson. And Lamar, not to, not to his fault, uh, you know, stumbled against this end. Air car through the game winning touchdown, and the Jets are all in 13. Yeah, no, they might be on 14. Or four, yeah, or, no, 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 13. 13. 13. Yeah. yeah, three weeks left. Yep. Um, um, so, yeah, 
so here's my take on this. Number one, Lamar Jackson is a hero because he he took the he took it right on on his shoulders right after the game. He's a he's a rookie. He put it right on his shoulders. He said he should have listen. Rugs is fucking fast. Fast. The fact that you don't have a safety helping your rookie cornerback negligent is is borderline criminal. Yeah. And um and Greg Williams paid for it with his job. Yeah, he got fired. Uh, do you think that if they do get if they do go defeated and they get Trevor Lawrence and you know Trevor Lawrence is who he is, do the Jets make do you make a statue for Greg Williams and Jamar uh, Lamar Jackson? I think you have to. Um, yeah, I mean Greg, I would give I'd give Greg Williams his job back next season. Yeah, make him the head coach. I don't know about that, but we're gonna have our pick of head coach if Trevor Lawrence, like you said. So yeah, gonna, let's, yeah. let's, let's not go there. But no, seriously, you know, it is a shame what happened to Greg Williams because he is a, he, he, the Jets defense has been playing really well the past few and they, years. And, and a lot of the players, they, they went to Twitter afterwards. They were, wait, is after, there, after what? After he got fired because they're like, they know who the real ones should have been that got fired. Yes, they were pissed at that. But also, I mean, Greg Williams well, was. No, they know that they shouldn't have called that. He was called out publicly in press in the press conference by yeah. um, um, uh, Marcus May. Right. Oh, he was. Yeah, and he said like you got to call a different play there. Yeah. No. No. He should. Yeah. And I think I was the one that said he should have called the timeout. Um. I don't think they had any. Oh, okay. So, my so my final take on this is that the Jets tank is alive. Uh, their schedule is hard from here. Yeah, uh, I think what's your what's your I think your only best. Show, what do you got left? What's um, the tank update? So, I think this week we have the Rams. No, the Seahawks. Yeah, right. Okay, so Seahawks this week, Rams next week. So two West Coast games. Ugh, I fucking hate four or five games. I really do. Yeah, me too. I hate four or five games. It's I like having I like having the but you know why I don't mind them because usually a four or five game like I'll usually watch that on my own and I'll I'll have red zone before and I like that. That's a good time for me. I understand. I get that aspect. Like that's nice for you. It's just one o'clock games on Sundays are just better for married life. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. No. Um, Anyway, so we have the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Pats. Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Pats. Okay. Seahawks are going to kick your ass this weekend because I think they well, – I don't kick your ass because, you know, the Jets play tough. Jamal Adams might decapitate Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. And they're pissed. They just lost to the Giants. Yeah. Um, the Browns – Meadowlands game – oh, no, they're – no, not two Meadowlands games. That's so weird. No, so you're gonna be out. You're staying out west. That's so dumb. Yeah. And then you have the Browns and the Patriots end the season at home. No. New England. You might be able to win one of those, but I doubt it. I think I you guys. Think got the, this. I still think the Jags are gonna pull one out, one more out. I don't think so. They 
They've been close, man. I know. I don't think so. I would love if they did. No, yeah. They, that would it's be great. Um, all right. Listen, so the Dolphins won. That's great. Two is good. That's great. Brian Flores is – A badass. Is a very good coach, but he kind of – you know, if it was anybody else tall, you would say the coach shouldn't have done that. Well, you don't. You didn't watch the game. You don't know what happened. This, no, I didn't see what surrounded. Okay, so so you know, what, what's this? You know, what surrounded it twice was Jakeem Grant. Two the two last punt returns. It was a uh, kick catching. Well, the first one they didn't call, but the second one they did call. Kick catch interference. The guy hits him before he gets it. And the second time he got fucking hurt, and it was like it was bullshit. The first time is they didn't call the penalty, so he was pissed. The first time they didn't call the penalty. Then this time they called penalty, and when he went out to go check on Jakeem Grant, some guy in the Bengals mouthed something. And that's what prompted. Okay. He's, he's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn and not the fucking, you know, uh, you know, uh, avocado Brooklyn. You know, he ain't from the avocado Brooklyn. Right. Although it might have turned into avocado Brooklyn. It might have turned into avocado. Well, I, he's, I mean, maybe. I mean, he, 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 this dude was playing high school football in 1999. He's, he's still pretty young. Yeah. No, very young. Yeah. So. Um, uh, no, but big game. This listen. This is the gauntlet. We talked about this before. You know, it's great what's been happening now. But we got Kansas City at home this week, and you know that's tough. You know, so it's going to be very interesting. Patrick Mahomes said some nice things to say about Tua, which I appreciated. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then we'll see what happens. You know I me. Mean? I'm not looking ahead. I know we got after that, but I'm not looking ahead. My mom asked me at dinner tonight. She says, "Do we have the Dolphins have a chance?" I said, "One week at a time." That's all you could do. That's all I could do. I, I've been here. You know, I don't want to – I've been here before, not an eight and four, not an eight and four but with this, and I, things have happened, and I don't want to get my, you know, this year has sucked enough. I'm enjoying the moment. I'm living in a moment. Yeah. So, Enjoy the moment. That's what I have to say. Ride the wave. Are you ready to go to space? <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods? Yeah. Well, do we really have to go to space, or? I'm going to take you to space right now. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, via Israel, actually. So, this week. Sababa. So, on um, yesterday, um, a former head of Israel's Defense Ministry Space Directorate told an Israeli newspaper that um, earthlings, i.e. humans, have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a, a named galactic federation. So a federation of planets named the Galactic Federation. And with, they have a, ba they have a, uh, a base on Mars, they underground. Have, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, with, with, apparently there's a human on Mars right now. Which that I don't get. That's what throws me off. There's a, it was a thing on Mars. Look for the part that says on Mars. A human and alien representation. Okay, well, that's not this article. So that obviously it's, was not a quote that was That was taken. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you continue? Can you continue and I'll find it, please? I'm going to find it myself. But 
So anyway, so this guy is saying that um, his name. Do you have his name? Um, I do. Haim Eshed. H A M E. So Haim, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. Um, okay, so Slate Magazine, uh, which is a, a liberal rag, they uh, they. Uh -uh. Can I, sorry, I, as Shen said, cooperation agreements have been signed between the species, including an underground base in the depths of Mars where there are American astronauts and alien representatives. This is on NBC News. Okay. Um, Did I send you that? No, I, I, have, I have the NBC News article. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read that, but. How is that possible? That's where I get a little bit all right, come on, right? Or maybe the alien, well, maybe an alien could have picked them up and taken yeah, them there. I was going to say he would have had to hitch a ride. Right, okay, that makes sense. Who do you JFK? Huh. Isn't one of the Kelly? No, 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 it could have been JFK. Elvis? Tupac. 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 And Tupac. Tupac. Yeah, no way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes the most sense. I'd actually, um, if you if if you would talk for a minute, I'd like to get somebody's reaction to that. Um, he won't. Um, he won't come sure. on. But I'm gonna I'm gonna text him. Continue about the space. Okay. So uh, apparently, I'm gonna continue on this article. Um, and uh, this guy Ashed added, Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrials. Can, am I still here? It said yeah. I was unstable. You're fine. Okay. He said that Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrials' existence and had been on the verge of revealing this information, which, which is, you know, on par for Don, as a Don guy. That is pretty on par. He feels, I feel like he would want to reveal that. Uh, and, but he was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. Do you think he was asked not to by aliens or by humans? Because imagine a conversation between Don and aliens. Um, no, he was, no, I don't think that Don had contact. They, have, they probably have intermediaries. Okay. They've been, waiting for, they've been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage, which you said last week. Because this was, uh, you know, live, live long and proud, where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. And the White House did not immediately respond, nor Israeli officials. So, uh, yeah. So, first of all, silence is always... And this guy seems legit. So, silence is always basically, you know, you confirming the story. Uh, compliance. What? Right. Or, or, or compliance. Or, or, comp or your, your silence is... Right. So, as, so as me, a Star Trek fan, I love Star Trek. Right. Um, so this person says, without a doubt in his mind, and this person has initials as his name. He is... He's one of those people that, from the minute that I met him, basically, he's truly... Ooh. 100 belief. 100 what are you talking about? MJ. I don't like to say name. Okay. You know. Oh, sorry. But anyway, I said initials. 
is ours. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Well, we have, I could, it could have been someone else. Anyway, so he's been one of those people that just doesn't believe it. No, he does. Oh, he believes in aliens. No, he believes that Tupac is alive. Oh, okay. Like, really. That makes sense. From the bottom of his heart, believes that. So he says without a doubt in his mind that he's, that Tupac is the human's ambassador to Mars. Oh, you asked him? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I would like, when Tupac rescinds his duties, I wouldn't mind Snoop Dogg taking over. Did you see? He was so great on that Mike Tyson fight. I don't. I remember. Did we talk about that last week? Would it be that out of the realm that he's the intermediary? <laughs> Not out of the realm at all. Right. Exactly. He has. He has a way. He has a way of contact, as do we. Right. Yeah. I, I would like you know. Listen, I know this is going to get to the Galactic Federation somehow. If for some way you do hear this. We'd love, to, we'd love to find out more. We're, listen, we're ready for it. I, look, we're ready for it. In Star Trek, humans had to go through World War III and basically nuclear apocalypse. Not really, but like nuclear war. Close to it. We're pretty close to it. Okay. You're I mean, COVID is, is, is pretty close. Sit up. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's when I lie down. COVID is pretty close. You know, if in death, Biden, yeah, Biden's gonna let Iran develop weapons again. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's happening. I, I believe, I believe it, and I, I think that, uh, I think by this time next year, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have contact. You know what scares me about that? What? You've been right a lot on this podcast. I know. A lot. If we had a stats department, I would be the Cal Ripken of, of, of stats. And when it comes to – I'm right more when it comes to, like, nature stuff, too. Um, would you fuck an alien? Would I fuck an alien? Um, uh, an alien from Star Trek, yeah. Like a like a woman from Raisin. Like a humanoid. Raisin. I, I, I didn't get to raise it when I watched that movie. That's like a that's like a resort world planet. Okay. That's well, I would where, like that. That's where Riker takes his leave. Okay. Uh, I I would. It's a pleasure planet. Oh oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm in for that, yeah. but I would, I would under the circle, if they're not like, like monster looking, I would, you know, if it's not like something weird or like that, I would. What about Klingons? Why not? I don't like Klingons. I don't like their personalities. You wouldn't, you, you haven't seen a woman Klingon. You would not like them. I feel like I really got to watch that series. Uh, I just don't have the patience. Yeah. So I don't know where to go now. Like we have it's already so late. Like where do we go? Okay. So we had that. Aliens. You're in. For aliens? Wait, I mean, you're just in on this story. In the in the next year? 
I don't know about you. Don't have to commit. You don't have to be as crazy as I am. No, you know what? I'll take. Uh, the, I'll take this ride with you. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'll take the ride with you. Come on. Listen, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. They can't tell me. And listen, this is alien directed. I mean, they're right. the ones who decide when we're ready. We don't get to decide. Well, if that's the if that's the thing, then they're directing everything. If they're deciding that, then what haven't they decided? No, because no, no, because why? The United Federation of Planets and Star Trek, like, was there a clear? There's a delineation. It said, "Listen, cannot, is, we handle our own ship. Cannot interfere in in pre-contact affairs. Affairs. So, like, okay. if you haven't made first contact, like, you can't." You, you can observe and stuff right. like that, and you can live among, but you can't interfere. Gotcha. So when the so when the Vulcans came down, because they they were ready for warp speed, that's what got them there. Warp speed. When humans right. discovered warp speed, that's when the Vulcans came down and said that you're ready, basically. So we're just we we don't even have fucking flying cars. Yeah, well, that's not our fault. We're still pretty young. Who? America, the world. We went to the moon in 1969. Yeah, not 1970, but a year sooner. We've been, we've we've been to the moon, you know, we've regressed. Well, I think the reason we went, we're not going back to the moon is because we encountered life on the moon and they told us to stay out. Um... That's and that's been confirmed. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Listen, there's. Buzz Aldrin a, said that that there is there's an aliens on the moon. In that alien world, it's basically it's ba the moon is basically the toll booth. The moon is basically the toll booth to the galaxy. In that alien worlds show that we watched a couple episodes of. Yeah. The way that the numbers work out. Drake's equation. It's a, it's it is almost one hundred percent impossible right. that there isn't a galactic federation. No, I, I think it, it it is. I just want to know like the people that are on it. So there's it, it's not just human. It's it's other. It's aliens probably from other planets that are there. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Wow. Did Star Trek have one of these? That that what you said it was the what was there where it's called? What? What was Star Trek's council United, called? The United Federation of Planets. Gotcha. And there are some characters in there? Yeah, man. I mean, we're talking about, like, you, you have Romulans, you have Vulcans, you have fucking, um, you have these aliens with huge ears that are just... I mean, Tupac is definitely the representative. Yeah. Gumbags, like, you know, people that, uh, aliens that gamble and... So is there like a like a city there? Where? Like where like where they live, like by the Federation, like the people that are on the council, like what people Well the United like Federation of Planets headquarters is in San Francisco. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So I go if they have like stuff like in this moon base, like for people to do, like the gamble or the fuck. You know, yeah. like food food from other like when like the all-star game is in town. And you get like food from other like uh, cities and stuff, but 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder if they have food from other planets, food from other galaxies. What are you doing? Yogi's making noises. Oh, okay. All right. Well, do you want to get into the Bible? Okay, let's get into the Bible. But Elon Musk is, maybe Elon Musk is going to be the one that does this. If I think you, that Elon Musk, like now. If you don't sit up, I'm going to kill you. I think that Elon Musk is, is the one. Yeah. Now that this is out, he, there's no reason why Elon Musk should not pressure to find out about this. But I think you know, Elon Musk also thinks, I feel like he'd be on board with saying, yeah, we're probably not ready for it. But maybe he should find out. No, but my, no, what I'm saying is, is that Elon Musk is going to be the catalyst in his lifetime to get us get on contact. Do you know how like, fucking crazy he is? Did you? Yeah. I know that you weren't that impressed by Starship today, but I don't think that you understand the ramifications behind it. Please do. Star, Educate me. Starship is SpaceX's newest. You know, it, basically, it's a heavy rocket. Right. Um, it, it's kind of. It, it almost looks like the shuttle, but it's not a shuttle, and it's going to ride a it's going to ride atop the Falcon Heavy. And basically, this is the vehicle that Elon Musk... Oh! Had. Wait, so it's going to ride on top of the... The Falcon Heavy. Mean? Is that already that we've been launching? The Falcon Heavy has done some flights, yes. Okay. Gotcha. And, it's going to, and then it's going to end up separating from that in space and travel to Mars? Right. Gotcha. So like that last picture that I sent you, the one that almost looked like black. So why are they why are they practicing launching it in space yet? He said that they're he wants to do it next year. To go to Mars? No, he want well, he said by twenty twenty four we should be able to go to Mars. Are you fucking kidding me? He said that this week. That's incredible. 2024 is not a long way away. This, um, th this car race on the moon that we talked yeah. about? Yeah. Maybe, That's happening? Could you imagine the, the spectators that might show up for that? For the Galactic Federation? Yeah. They might. I don't think, I'm telling you, like, I think if we, what if we get to Mars and they're like, it's like, hey, this, you're not allowed here. What happens? You think we're going to try to enter? You think that Elon Musk is going to try to find out like how to get into the Federation? Like how do we access it? Yeah, that's my well, point. Well, wasn't there a wasn't there like a, like a satellite like a, like a thing from Mars where someone thought like a spaceship was like leaving like a crevasse? Remember that? Yeah. That's where we got to land, my guy. My pud. I had a fucking rocket. What? I wish I had a rocket. I know. We'd be there. So if it's 2024, you know, by that time, though, we'll be able to go to uh, that Airbnb I told you about. I think that's going to be where we camp out. But Okay. In uh, New Smyrna Beach. Okay. Right on the beach. Right? Yeah. Away, from, away from the crowds. We can see everything, right? Yeah. Good food. Oh, my God, bud. 2024. Are you going to cry? 
If we go to Mars? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Dude, we have to beat the Chinese. We gotta beat the Chinese. Gotta beat the Chinese. Before we are go- they, are, they, are they trying to go to Mars? I'm sure they are. Okay. Eric Swalwell's gonna help them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Me. Just real quick. Eric Swalwell, Congressman yeah. Eric Swalwell, Democrat, California. Um, this has been a story that's been out for a few years now, but it's like details have been leaking out over the past week now. Right. Um, and he's being very defensive about a Chinese, uh, about a relationship that he had with a, a confirmed Chinese spy. Um, who actually placed an intern, helped place an intern in his office. Um, he's being very defensive about this. And this guy sits on the, the intelligence committee of the House of Representatives. And that intelligence committee, literally, uh, they're not at the level of the president, obviously, but right. they're, pretty much, they're pretty much up there in terms of what they know about what's going on in this country. They're briefed on pretty much everything. And that's scary to think about. Like, if he did have sexual relations with a Chinese spy, the, the type of blackmail that he could be subject to is, is incredible. And the fact that he still Compromise. sits... Compromise. Yeah, the fact that he still sits on the Intelligence Committee is really, really just... It says a lot about the Democrats. And apparently Schiff knew about it. Well, I haven't. I are you're saying that because of his non-denial denial? Yep. Okay. All right. As long as as long as you know that. Okay. So, are you ready to get back to low T? Always. All right. Back to low T. Well, whatever's gonna be as crazy as last week. I'm just trying to figure out exactly where we. Fuck! Did I end up purchasing that? Okay, so Loti went out and spoke to his son, sons-in-law who were going to marry his daughters. Get up, he said. Get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. At daybreak, the angels urged Loti on. Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, who, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated because of the Lord's compassion for him. The men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters. Then they brought him out and left him outside the city. As soon as the angels got them outside, one of them said, Run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plain. Run to the mountains, for you will be swept away. But Loti said to them, No, my lord, please. Your servant has indeed found favor in your sight. And you have shown me great kindness by saving my life. But I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, this town is close enough for me to run to. It is a small place. Please let me go there. It's only a small place, isn't it? So that I can survive. That one was a little bit slower this week. Well, because we got into, you know, Low T was basically selling his daughters last week. Right, yeah. You can't really beat that. I don't understand how my bike is... Listen, once we get past Low T, we're going to... I think it's really, really time. Oh, you know what we should have done? We should have looked for... No, I don't think... No, never mind. Hanukkah oh. Bible. No. Um, uh, 
but we should skip ahead to Exodus, like the Exodus. We do that around Passover. At this rate, we're going to be there before then, probably. Okay, so let's keep going. We're going to be there. Exodus is coming soon. We're, yeah, remember we skipped ahead a little bit. Oh right, yes, we got. Um, it's right. pretty crazy. They say my bike is going to be here by the end of the day tomorrow, but it's currently in Schulenburg, Texas. Okay. You didn't get to Miami from Schulenburg, Texas? Maybe it's going to get on plane. Or maybe to Dallas or something. How close is Schulenburg to Dallas? Uh, you want me to yeah, I mean that's it's your thing. Oh my god! Like you got the, you got two screens. You have your phone in your fucking hand. Well, I want to make sure you know how to spell Schulenberg. I'm sure I can. How do you spell it? S C H L U E N. Nope. You see, you got it wrong. U L E N. U L E N. I'm just dyslexic. B B B U R G. Okay. Let's see. Um, Schulenburg, Texas is home to the Texas Polka Music Museum. That makes sense. Schulenburg sounds like Polish. Um, it's actually, it's basically within a triangle of San Antonio to the southwest, Austin to the northwest, and Houston to the east. How far is it away? Like, is it close to leaving Texas, or is it like right in the middle? It's. I don't know. I mean, I should look. It's close to Houston. Okay, so maybe it might get. Okay, that's possible then. Close to Houston. And San Antonio, but I'm assuming that it's going the opposite direction. Oh, it's it's it's, it's going on the if it's going on the I-10. Oh yeah, it's driving. Yeah, I-10. Right on the I-10. Yep. Oh, it might get to Miami then if it's there. It takes you. New Orleans is like a 12-hour drive. Okay, let's see. Schulenburg to Miami, and then we're getting out of here. Okay. <laughs> 18 hours and 32 minutes by car. So by truck, it could be here by the end of the day. Truck drivers can't drive more than a few hours a day. Right, so they probably take it to another FedEx facility and another truck takes it. Packages don't stop for truck drivers. Unless it gets on a plane. Unless it gets on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> probably the most efficient way to do it if you think about it. I'll tell you something, I got a great deal if it gets on a plane because I didn't pay for that, that kind of shipping. I paid for standard, but it's a big item. So it said like... You right, know, but standard, right, but standard shipping isn't necessarily ground shipping. Right. It came from Ontario. Down to New Mexico? It was in California at one point. I think somebody's just drop riding your bike around. <laughs> Getting some miles in. Yeah. Look, where was it? This morning it was in 
guess it, it didn't tell me how to type. And yeah, by the end of the day. Oh, there we go. Look, I can see the journey. So it was picked up at Bloomington, California. Then it went to, then as it's been driving, it's gone from earlier yesterday, it was in Mesquite, New Mexico. And now it's in Schulenburg, Texas. It'll be in the panhandle by the morning. All right. Well, listen. Keep me posted. Where do you want to? Where do you want to? Like, where do you want to? I'll know tomorrow when I wake up. I'll get a text. What's your estimate? By it seems like they messaged me at eight in the morning. By eight in the morning, where do you think it's going to be? I mean, by eight in the morning, I think he's going to have to be. Um, it's 11 o'clock. Well, then please don't assume my truck driver's general gender. That's true. I, I do apologize for that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to have to say probably Jacksonville, like not Jacksonville, but like in that Northern Florida area. Yeah. It's going to get here by the end of the day tomorrow. I might be able to get a ride in. I hope you do. It's going to be interesting. You want to watch me set this thing up? You might have to create a YouTube channel. No. Tall does cycling. Tour de tall. Tour de tall. Tall tours the world. Tour de tall. That'd be cool. Maybe I get into like guided, uh, like, you know. No, Jade sent me some uh, classes. Very good. Enjoy your classes. Enjoy Thank your you. night. Everybody. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. And um, you add a little extra to that? Yeah. I do happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I don't do that. It's no, but it was like more of like a like um uh you know, like an Adam Sandler kind of like happy Hanukkah. Like no. Oh, like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. But how do you say it? Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. How do you right. spell it? I just see. I, I, I don't know how I would spell it naturally because I haven't written it in a while. I'd probably do it with the H. H for me. Yeah, I'd probably do it with the H naturally. Yeah. My grandma would do it with a C. Probably most people that age would. Do you get anything for Hanukkah anymore or no? Uh, Melanie and I get each other like smaller things. Oh, that's nice. Um, what are you getting her? She might be parent. She might be buying herself a pair of UGG boots. She might be buying herself a pair of boots with yeah, your right. money for Hanukkah, like for Hanukkah. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. You know, we're, we're we're not like we're not like big presence people like you know it's you, like a you should get you should get the espresso no it's let's, on sale let's go everybody okay. everybody have a good week we'll see you